0: Now is your moment to be living your best life. Right now is the, today is the day to put on that dress, that watch, whatever. You might lose it, might get a stain. Good. I bet you super enjoyed it though in the process while you were wearing it. It's totally fine. It would have happened on any other occasion. (laughs) It's, it's not like there's, we restrict ourselves so much we have all these little restrictions around us, and they're they're just exhausting, is what they are. And that was the biggest thing I found um, after Violet passed away is because nothing mattered. So hearing people's conversations or anything was just like nothing matters. What are you talking about? That doesn't matter. I know that doesn't matter. <laughs> so it was I had to like rebuild what does matter. And that's an individual
1: thing. Welcome to True Intention. The podcast where we dive deep into the art of healing, the journey of transformation, and the secrets to building a life that's truly beautiful. I'm your host, Tina Brown, and I believe that within each of us lies the power to heal, transform and create a life filled with purpose and beauty. In every episode, we'll explore the stories of incredible individuals who have overcome adversity, found their true intentions, and crafted a life that's nothing short of inspiring. Whether you're seeking guidance on personal growth, self-discovery, or simply looking for a dose of inspiration, True Intention is here to light your path. Our guests will share their intimate journeys, powerful insights, and practical tips to help you embark on your own transformative adventure. So join us each week as we uncover the wisdom, courage and resilience needed to turn life's challenges into opportunities for growth. Let's embark on this journey together, because when we set our true intentions, the possibilities are limitless. This is True Intention. Let the transformation begin. Hello, it's Tina, and you are very welcome back to True Intention. Today's guest is yoga teacher and owner and creator of Violet Sky, Andrea Gonzalez. Violet Sky, a community hub, is a dedication to her daughter, Violet, who passed away from cancer in 2021. Andrea refers to Violet Sky as a community love bomb where everybody who comes to the space is free to be authentically themselves. In today's episode, Andrea fearlessly opens up about how, for a long time after the death of her young daughter, that she felt that part of her own body was missing. She speaks to us about how sitting into the pain allowed for that void, that empty space to eventually be filled with love. We speak about how authenticity is everything. Being vulnerable is beyond powerful, and how trusting the flow of your life leads to an unwavering faith, that everything being placed around you and everything that is happening in your life is unfolding just the way it's supposed to. I was in awe of Andrea's zest for life and her faith and trust in the lessons this life has put in her path. This conversation is raw, open and everything we need to hear right now. Let's dive in. I hope you enjoy. Andrea, you're very welcome to True Intention. Thank you so much. And I just want to say as well, thank you so much for inviting me into your beautiful home to record this episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So. You are not Irish and you're living in beautiful Malahide in County Dublin. Tell us a little bit about how you came to be here.
0: Um, Well, it was through my husband's job, actually, his current job and um Before that, I lived in Brussels, and before that, I lived in Austin, Texas, and before that, I'm from Mexico, from the north of Mexico. Okay,
1: yeah. So, tell us a little bit more about you. So, you have, and we will get into that. um, So, you run Violet Sky. I do, which is, uh, I suppose, a yoga. Well, it's a yoga studio, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more. It's a community love bomb. (laughs) Oh, can you explain what a community love bomb is, please? I I absolutely (laughs) love that term. But um, I think we'd love to know what uh, what you would define that as. So it's a space
0: where people can go to notice themselves and to love themselves. And when you do that, you become a love bomb. You've become you walk out a love bomb because it's infectious. And so that's why I call it a community love bomb. And um, it's basically a collection of facilitators and teachers that are there to hold space for you to be your best self, for you to feel your best. And that's what all of the facilitators and all of the people, um, that hold classes there that hold space there, have in common. And that's why it's the community love bomb because that's the that's the whole focus. So, you know, these things look different on every single person, on every human. It doesn't look the same. And so, um, everybody's gonna hold space different. And so that's why it's not a yoga studio because yoga's not what everybody needs. Some people like Pilates. Some people like to focus on the breath work um circles, I mean singing, dance. There's so many different ways to express yourself and to feel your own self and your own body speaking to you, right? Um, and so that's that's the point right there is to just kind of like have a little space where people can can pop into that in their own neighborhood. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and How did you, you're a a yoga instructor yourself. I am, I'm a yoga teacher, so that's why, yeah, and I do teach yoga there. But how did you come to find yoga? Because I do believe that's what a lot of people say, is that either they find it or it comes to them. So what's your story?
0: Wow, yoga. Yoga has saved my life so many times um, I actually came across yoga at my community, my local YMCA in Texas, in Austin. And, um, well, my first class, I actually didn't like it. I didn't like the first class I went to. The teacher was really harsh. She wanted my body to do things that it didn't want to do, <laughs> it wasn't going to do. Um, but then I went to another class and I just found the style that I liked because That's, you know, I guess one of the biggest things is that that's why there's so many different types of yoga, because we're all so different and we all need something, you know, different is going to speak to us. So um, I went to another class and actually after taking her class, I did the training. I said, it changed my life. It, it, it completely changed my life. It completely brought me inward. And then I was able to say, oh my God, what am I doing? What happened? you know, where I was, was not the best place. Um, and actually, while I was doing my teacher training, I went through a divorce, and, um, which involved a lot of crazy things. <laughs> and my mother uh, was passing away of cancer. She was very ill. And, um, and I had my kula, my little yogic community, that from the outside were just kind of holding me up. They were allowing me to like make my own decisions based on how it felt for me. And they were just kind of there. And it was, yeah, it was, that was my experience. That was my teacher training. I was going through all of that during my teacher training. So I held on to yoga. It's a lifeline. And and it's been so ever since. Um, Violet Sky is, um, a dedication. It came from my daughter, Violet, who passed away a few years ago. And, um, and that was, it was kind of like it highlighted the need for that space to just, for people to just be (laughs) whoever they are, however they are, however they want to do it. As long as you're not hurting anybody I mean, you know, it's all right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So maybe we could just talk a little bit about your daughter. If I If you're comfortable with that Yeah. Um, and maybe for anybody listening, it would would help to to hear that story and what that was like in your life and maybe the effect it had on your family and your community. Yeah. Um. Yeah,
0: so actually I I was pregnant with Violet within the first few months of moving here to Ireland. So she was born at Rotunda, and um, she had cancer. And um, she was diagnosed at 11 months, but well before I knew something was off. She wouldn't stop crying, and they just kept sending me home over and over again and so we ended up at um Kremlin, which is where saint john's ward it's the the oncology children's ward and i mean we were there for years going through different treatments and relapsing and um we ended up in germany for uh um what is it called Radiation therapy. Um, and when nothing when nothing worked in 2020 and they called us to say that, you know, the radiation, that nothing had worked and that that was it. And they gave us, you know, the information for hospice. We went to America. I, I had to go to Mexico. I wanted to go to Mexico and find something because there had to be something. And that whole process of searching and searching and looking, it, it, um, I learned a lot from it and I saw the system from the, I feel like I saw the system from the inside, you know, the medical system. My story was no different than anybody else's mm-hmm. and it's just kind of ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah. And I mean, I, I, you know, as a mother, I can't imagine what it is like to have such a great loss of a child because that's we feel that's not the way things should go. We we shouldn't be here after our children. So what was that? What 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 is that sense like for you and w- what, what what would you say to anybody else that's going through something similar? Is there any, anything that you can offer to them by means of hope or how to cope or... Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> there's so much, but then there's also so much that um, we're just not ready for. There's so much information that we're... <laughs> It's really complicated and the emotions are so high. And what happens inside a household when a child is diagnosed with cancer, what happens inside that household, everything shows up. Every single thing shows up and comes up to surface. And now you not only have a child who's going through this treatment and that could die, you're also now dealing with all of these things that are coming to the surface. And that happens a lot. And it gets swept under the rug. You're you're like not even allowed to talk about it.
1: Do you mean by means of um, emotional things going very- on between... In, you know, internally Everybody. within the family. Yeah. Of everybody's, course. everybody's stuff that they're struggling with.
0: It shows up. I'm very spiritual. I'm very spiritual. And I don't think anything happens out of context or out of reason. Everything happens for a reason, exactly the way it's supposed to. There's no doubt about it. The universe places exactly what you need. There's no doubt about it. It places the people that you need around you. Maybe you don't like them. They're the ones you need, (laughs) too bad. Um, It places the people, it places the plants you need right around you. Everything, everything happens. It's very intricate and it's, it's very well orchestrated. There's nothing that's out of place. I knew there was a part of me that knew Violet wasn't going to make it. And I couldn't, even after she passed away, I couldn't accept it. It took me, I, I don't know if I have all the way yet, I'm still working on it. There's a lot that has to be processed and something like, that, it, something like this, it hits you so hard that everything comes to the surface, everything, and then you realize how much of it really didn't matter, and has been has has had a hold of you, you know, be it shame or guilt or whatever it is, and you're you realize, oh, I was holding on to that that story, that's stupid. Who cares? Drop it and you move on and that's i guess that's what this healing right this whole mm-hmm. process is all about and um so yeah so a lot a lot comes up and um i haven't even made my way to um speaking to going back to visit the nurses or doing any of that stuff i've like i've now reached out a few months ago but it was you know, Violet passed away in 2021, and I went into a bubble because I allowed everything to come up to the surface. I allowed all of it to come up so I could just start picking through it. And I feel like this was, this is violence. This is Violet's guidance. This is her guidance. Do you find comfort
1: in that? I do.
0: I do. She came to show me something very specific and that's it. That's how I move now. (laughs) Or I try to. (laughs) I'm not perfect.
1: What's it like as a family, I suppose, trying to pick up those pieces? Because you're obviously going to have your own huge grief, and then you have your partner's grief, you have other children, you have maybe people in the community, maybe where she went to to nursery or preschool. You know, everybody feels it. So how, how, I suppose, how did you, how do you work through that or how do you rebuild to start living this new kind of life that's just been handed to you on the plate and there's nothing you can do, I guess, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to learn
0: to hold each other, which really just means allowing space for anger to move through or for, you know, whatever, while also maintaining boundaries, which then meant learning about my own boundaries, you know, what what is okay with me and what is not. I didn't have a full grasp of that for a really, really long time, my whole life. Um, and so, I mean, you really have to put yourself in a bubble first to then be able to If you create that space for yourself, you automatically start doing it for the people around you. Now, the first people, when something like this, of course you have to just kind of go to your very inner circle. So it would be like my kids and my partner. And we just had to go through it. And it was not easy. And I didn't know if we were gonna make it as a couple. For a lot of the times, even while Violet was going through her stuff, it was so complicated. Um, But then it wasn't. I just needed to sort myself out. (laughs) I just needed to sort myself out. And, you know, through yoga, I was doing that, right? I was doing the breath work. I was the parent that was always doing yoga at the hospital with Violet. That was her favorite time was yoga time. Mm Um, I mean, she could do at three years old, she could sit through a whole adult class, like do the whole thing, just wow. do it. Um, so that feels quite loud, right? That mm-hmm. message. <laughs> um, but I realized after she passed away that I hadn't been breathing the whole time. I wasn't breathing. I was not breathing. And I, I took a breath After she passed away, that's wild. That's frustrating to even look at that, like to see that, you know, through all of that, I still couldn't see, right? Like the shape I was in and I wasn't taking care of myself and I didn't value myself enough to do so. It just wasn't gonna happen. I wasn't gonna make myself a priority in the way I needed to, you know, so I could be more clear because that's with all of us. That's how you make better, clear decisions that are connected to your heart, that are connected to your third eye, that are connected
1: to all of your chakras. I suppose f- me as well, it's be, just being on this healing journey. Um, And as I always say, it's a it's a forever journey. It's not something yeah. that there's <laughs> no destination. Um, And that can be quite it's just for the enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call it enjoyment? For the enjoyment. <laughs> it is.
0: Yes, because as you become, as you heal more, you start enjoying more. Uh, you do. You do. It's inevitable. And that's why it becomes a love bomb because like, why is he enjoying life? Why? Why is he like so? Because the sky. Because of that freaking tree. Look at the size of it and the shape of it. It's magnificent. That's why. And you start noticing these things when you start removing all the junk. Yeah, you start making room. You make space for it. For the beauty. So it is for the beauty. It is for the enjoyment. That's the whole, that's it. That's why we're put here. It's a playground. (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) We've made a mess, but you know. (laughs) I know. I think, well, I hope things are shifting. And I know that might not seem that way because the world does seem upside down i think it is
0: that's Um, why i built that's why violet sky is there that's why and i you know kevin i i have him i tell him it has to be a franchise it has to be this like thing that's just sprinkled everywhere for people just (laughs) to for that so you can feel good and then you start noticing oh because you really don't realize, like, how entangled you are in shame and guilt. You just, again, until until something happens. You said it in your first um, episode. You talk about before something happens, before this,
1: like, huge life lesson. Yeah. That's yeah. it. For me, that is part of, I mean, it probably is one of the main reasons for for starting the podcast and for building this community is because it took a big huge <laughs> life shock and shake for me to wake up and to become aware and having gone through the healing that I've done so far and like you said now seeing the beauty and making the space for curating a fulfilling joyful life that i want to scream it from the rooftops we want everybody to know it's it's like why why the hell wouldn't you want to heal and you see people and they're they're leading kind of miserable lives or they're so unhappy in themselves and they're searching all all outside of themselves they're searching everywhere externally and so The reason for doing this is to kind of to help people that maybe instead of waiting for the illness, waiting for the death of a loved one or waiting for something else huge that will be catastrophic in your life to shake you, that you might just hear this. You might find violet sky, you might find something that you resonate with that will allow you to say, you know what? I don't want to live my life like this anymore. There has to be more to it than this. What, what are we doing? You know, we're, you're going along and you feel OK, maybe 60% of the time or you're kind of just working, 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 working and not doing anything that lights you up. That's not why it's we came not. here. It's not. And Violet, you know,
0: Violet, one of the biggest things about her, anybody who met her, she lived life all the way. She enjoyed every second of it. If she didn't like something, she would throw it at you. She just enjoyed every minute all the time. And we get caught up in things that don't matter. We know better, but we're allowing it to happen right we're like allowing these things to go on our school system to be the way it is you know all of these different things that you know plastic whatever we just allow it and we have a voice and we have the potential to change things but we're so tired because we're not being fulfilled because we're not recharging we're not doing anything for ourselves there's you know a lot in that and sometimes some of the things we're doing are just more distractions,
1: right? Yeah. And it's so easy to be distracted. I, I feel it's so like... Easy. So easy, oh my God. Society is built to distract ourselves. Yep. So it's so very easy to just... When you do, when you feel something that's a bit icky or a, an emotion comes up or a feeling comes up, it's so easy to just push it down and ignore it. Yeah. But I guess what... What isn't understood is that it will come up somewhere else. Yeah. So if you push it down today, whatever you're feeling, it's going to show up somewhere else in your relationship, whether that be a romantic relationship within family at work, Mm -hmm. just when you're out connecting with anyone or other places in your life, Yeah. we need to start understanding that we have to process all of you the have feelings feel that it. come up, you have to actually feel you it have to in feel order it. to release it and let it go.
0: Otherwise, you're literally carrying it around and it has these like tentacles that are wrapped
1: around other parts of your life that it's are unnecessary. What would you say to someone who is starting to kind of feel like there's more to their life or what's going on around them? then they've been led to believe their whole lives where's a good where's a good place to start a good place to start is that you're safe you're safe your
0: soul is safe trusting and taking that leap into whatever into seeing yourself into allowing this whatever emotion or whatever complication to come up because that's the scariest part is to be still right to be still or to be quiet because then something might come up any thought or something that you need to deal with because that's why it's coming up um to have faith to be to to say okay this is how i feel about it out loud why do i feel about it? i don't know that's just how i feel about it and then the next steps they just appear uh, they just appear right they just show up um and you have to continue to take that leap of faith you have to take that baby step and The tiniest steps matter, you know, like beating yourself up and, you know, feeling that's, that's all just distractions of the ego. Like all of it, every single bit of it is all of it. Um, Even feeling bad for yourself, you know, no matter what your situation, it's not that you can't do that, but you can't get hung up in it because it's not true. When you get hung up in it, that's, that's not reality. The only thing that's true is love. That's it. That's the only truth. Everything else is just not. And so um, I would say that first and foremost, the universe is there to support you. And I mean, I heard this recently, your trauma is your karma. My God, doesn't that make sense? Your trauma is your karma. And you just yeah, so you just have to let go of your trauma. Just let it go. Let it let it move through you. Learn the lesson. Um, and forgive yourself and everybody around you. Forgiving yourself, that's the hardest one, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it really,
1: it really is. Oof. And that's where, again, the, guilt. the shame and the, the guilt shame. and it all lies. And when you're operating in your life from a place of shame or guilt... You're vibrating really, really low. So low. And I think what for me was really helpful to learn and understand Mm -hmm. is that if you continue to operate from that low level, that low frequency, you can't invite all your dreams and all the good things that you want into your life because you're not a match. It becomes your karma. You're
0: holding on, you're living in that, that past, those past traumas that you're carrying around. Yes, from past, from your generations, also your family members, everything, you carry all of it around. Um, It's yeah, that's the hardest bit, isn't it? And then seeing it for what it is. It's taking responsibility. Taking responsibility. That is, and it's so hard. It's so hard because how are you not supposed to beat yourself up when you see what an idiot you've been or like how ridiculous, you know, the things you, you placed importance to, you know, the things that you thought were important or whatever, like how I get it. I, oh my gosh. Um, Somebody said to me a few months ago and it completely, it took me back. It took me. Back a minute, I said we were talking about um health. And she was saying all of the different health issues that she has and that you know she she's very interested in herbal in herbs and herbs and whatnot, and you know, which where to start. And I said, Well, yeah, but I don't you have to start with loving yourself. That's just done. I mean, that's just it. Like you have to start there. It doesn't matter what ailment you have. You have to start there because then you can trust yourself. If you love yourself, you can trust yourself. And then if you trust yourself, you'll trust your intuition. You'll trust what your body is saying. Oh, drink more of this. Do a little bit of that. You'll do it. You won't make excuses because you'll be like, oh, right. There it is. Your body is a compass. It is a compass. And she said to me, when I said, oh, I, I just think you have to love yourself. She responded. And she looked at me like what I was speaking was insane. And she said, how could anybody love themselves? That's what she, that was her response. And I thought, wow, that's where we are. That's where we are. That's the reality. And loving yourself is, you know, um, you know, not selfish, not the word I'm looking for.
1: It's, uh. Mm, help me. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. I, um, you. I uh, think people perceive um, loving themselves as being... Conceited. Conceited and a selfish And act. selfish. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's what we're yes. led to believe. Yeah. You know, that... Yeah. yeah. I grew up Catholic
0: in Mexico. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... Um, I actually loved going to church when I was little. And I loved going to catechism and all the stories and everything... And then, and then I was a teenager. I was like 13 or something. And I saw it. I saw the, the fake, you know, the, the, the lies. I saw girls in school just starting to be like people turning cold shoulder to them because of something they did or said or all of those different hypocrisies. And it, It was devastating because for me growing up, that's what I had. I had Jesus. (laughs) I trusted. And then I saw that, no, that's not what happens in here at all. You actually can't be yourself. You can't. You will get burned at the stake. (laughs) You will get pushed out. It will. Yeah. So, you know, you have to compose yourself a certain way and from a very, very early age, I started doing exactly the opposite. I started rebelling and I started doing everything I wasn't supposed to do because I was so mad about that, about that, you know.
1: Yeah. I, that love you were, I trusted you were, in. You were quite young to come to that conclusion. I My parents got divorced
0: when I was two years old. And my mother moved to the United States, and my dad in stayed in Mexico, and neither one of them wanted to deal with me, I guess, or raise me. They had their own stuff going on, so my grandparents raised me, and I didn't belong to anybody. Always, I've always been. I'm like, like the nomad within my family, like the the orphan within my family. I've lived with every aunt or uncle or family member at some point. Um, And so my way of growing up was very different. So I do find it a bit easier to um, change. Change isn't such a big deal. And now, more so than ever, like now my view on change is I'm like, oh, What's around the corner? It does like doesn't matter what the change is. It's 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 the lesson. It's everything you, you grab all the little diamonds, right? And then you put them into this other thing that that shows up because it does. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the change in self and lo- whatever we're losing that we don't even see, you know, everything that's showing up on on our doorstep. It's um. Yeah,
1: I suppose that's to do with our culture of fear, of fear, because that's what it is. It's fear, you know, fear of the unknown. But what what if we instead said, what if, what yeah. if it's great? Yeah. What it's if, fear. if, because it's, it's when you think about it in that sense, it's like, look at all the possibilities, like everything is possible. Everything. Mm-hmm. So. And it's, you know, it's very hard to get, it's very easy even to be stuck in that fear trap all the time. And I was like that. I I used to hold on and say, well, if at least if I knew what was going to happen, even if it was a bad outcome, I'd be able to deal with it. And I used to think that was a really good way (laughs) to to be living and going, you know, but that was to do with control. But Mm -hmm. control is fear as well. So, but now I look at things and I think, oh God, what if? what if that yeah. works out? What if something really good comes of this? What if? And it's like creating that energy of enthusiasm inside me for what might be instead of that. Yeah. It's that concentrating on what's gone, what's lost, because now I know what what's lost and what's fallen away was not for you to keep anyway. It's not mm-hmm. part of your path going forward. It's It was part of so that story, it's, it's part of the tapestry of your life that makes mm-hmm. it up. But people, I feel, really get stuck in their stories of, you know, I am this. So Something happens to you and that becomes your way. So I guess it could be have been down the road of you you lost Violet and that's your story forever. And I, I could have gotten stuck in the anger part. I was yes. there for a
0: while. Of course. And the, I was in that bubble for what, Yeah. And I couldn't be around
1: people. And I didn't want to. I could have stayed in that. You've taken this unspeakable tragedy and you have, you know, you've lived it and you have, you have sat with it. You've gone through it. You haven't pushed it away, mm-hmm. but you're, instead of sitting <clears> in the <throat> suffering, I suppose, You've decided to do something great with that and to to bring Violet with you, not to have lost her forever. OK, I, you know, physically she isn't here with you anymore, but I bet she's with you all the time. All the time.
0: All the time in every bit. And I mean, everything I do um, at Violet Sky is that it's it's her guidance it's everything i've learned it's it's like she was it's like all of my ancestors were just packed up into her you know just kind of like to give me like this this little compass this little guide and she's with me all the time all the time um and really i mean yeah i allowed myself to feel it And it was hard and I couldn't be around people. It was crazy. And I felt like I was losing my mind. Mm -hmm. And I just, I felt like part of my body was missing for so long after she passed away. And, you know, somebody told me, somebody who also lost a child, she said to me that that space that felt empty was going to, that I was going to fill it up with love and she said that to me after Violet passed away and I couldn't even, pff, I couldn't comprehend that. I could not. I mean, like, okay. And then once I moved, once I started moving all of the gunk out, there was space for love. It just happened. And it's its that, like, you you really do have to sit in it and Really, the faith is a big part of it, um, scarcity, <laughs> the scarcity mentality, because we were just talking about fear and about what you're losing, and scarcity is a big part of it. You know, Countries like Ireland that were colonized, Mexico was colonized, there's that fear, there's mm-hmm. that hoarding, like, oh, I got to get it all because yes. I might die of starvation. Me and my family might not have enough. Like we might, like something terrible might happen. And that's, as humans, that's our sense of, of you know, protection, of survival. But we don't have to live in that anymore. We know better. We know better now. And we don't have to allow colonization and the mentality and everything that came from that, we don't have to allow it to control us anymore because we know better now. You know, and but it's again that that leap, that faith, that deep, deep faith in the just in the universe and what's being placed around you and that everything is happening just the way it's supposed to be. That is one of the biggest things. It's one of the biggest things to to work on or
1: pursue. Yeah, because. It can be really difficult like that when that woman said to you, you know, you're going to fill up that space with love. I mean, when you're when you're in the middle of the storm, when you're in the eye of it, I mean, you just think that's how could anybody say that? And I remember um, my somatic therapist. So when I started doing somatic therapy, when I had just I didn't know what else to do. I had what felt like my whole life had burned down and I was like at such a loss, but I knew I couldn't carry on the way I was. You know, you're stuck and you're like, I don't know, I can't go back. You feel like you can't go forward. You're just in this kind of void. But I remember her saying to me, you know, the idea of that I had contributed to all of it. And I was so angry at the time you know, this has happened to me. How could someone say to me that I invited that terrible thing into my life? That's ridiculous. She doesn't know what she's <coughs> talking about because you're just so consumed mm-hmm. with where you are. But as I continued on my journey, I very quickly started to realise that she was right. And it, it I had invited all those things in because of, where I was operating from, which was a shame and guilt and fear and blame. I was playing the victim. I was in, you know, a cycle of drama, you know, and when I started to come out of it, when I started to do the work. So for me, it was breath work, meditation, somatic release, it was all about regulating my nervous system because I it had been dysregulated probably my whole life. Mm-hmm. and kind of it was about learning and investigating myself and why why I was the way I was why these things seemingly were happening to me now I know all that happened for me to you know when something happens and there's lessons to be learned is to catapult you into the next phase mm-hmm. of who you are the next version of who you are but once I was able to drop those things it became clear that I had to take responsibility for where I was, and I'm not saying that things are your fault. I'm not trying to. You, this is not about putting the blame of everything on yourself. It's not about that at all. If someone dropped a baby off in front of your house and and in a basket. And you took it in. That's now your responsibility, even though you didn't ask for it. So what I'm saying is, you know, we don't ask for these terrible things or for not so nice things or whatever it may be to go on in your life. But once it falls in your lap, it becomes your responsibility. You have to do something about it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And
0: you don't get to decide (laughs) what it is that that um, that you need for this growth. You don't, you're, you don't know. (laughs) You, you know what I mean? It's, and you don't need to know.
1: I don't think you'd want to know.
0: (laughs) No, of course not. Imagine, imagine saying that or coming to that realization, but your child passed away. That was hard. That has, that sends you down a whole spiral that most people are not willing to go down. I actually, I I made the mistake of saying something along those lines after, right after Violet passed away to another parent who also lost their child um, to cancer. And I could feel her voice, I could feel her reaction. And I realized in that very moment that I had I came on to something that people aren't ready to hear. Like you can't, you can't go all the way there. That's something that you have to process yourself and that you have to get to yourself because it also looks different on everybody. It doesn't look the same on everybody. And so, but yeah, we do invite like, you know, and it's, it just is, it just is. But your soul is always safe. Violet's soul is safe and it was safe the whole time through all of those procedures that she went through, through all of the stuff that, you know, we put her through. Her soul was safe the whole time, the whole time. And she just smiled and she got on the trampoline and got on her way, you know, right after surgery, as soon as that epidural would wear out, she's got to be up and walking around. I mean, she was wild like that. <laughs> so she showed, she showed me a lot. She showed us a lot, our family, you know, like mm-hmm. not just my kids, and, but aunts and uncles and friends, you know, that had that direct relationship with her and that kind of saw. Um, it was a massive impact on all of us. It's not to be, not to be taken lightly or swept under the rug. (laughs) Please, like, please, do we have to keep enduring these things? No, we don't. We can just stop inviting them all together. And that's what we're doing with little baby steps, (laughs) with little Violet Skies and little podcasts and little whatever it is that you do. With that smile, that coffee you bought the person behind you or Whatever, you never know how you're impacting somebody's life. And when something negative pops up, or you even are part of something negative, you don't know how that might have impacted in a positive way. Don't beat yourself up so much. Just know, oh, I for future reference, I don't want to be that guy.
1: <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah I it's think it, about taking the, the guilt with you all the time. It's about being able to say, yeah. I prob I didn't um I didn't bring myself my best self forward in that moment, but for again, I won't make the same mistake. I won't do it. I you know I don't know it's, it's all about awareness. Yeah. It's just being aware. It's not saying that you're going to get it right a hundred percent of the time now. You're not meant to. <laughs> no.
0: You're not meant to. I was telling Kevin this the other day. I'm like, how do you know how do I know that your negative behavior, thing you said, whatever, isn't helping me right now. Like, how do I know that this isn't just part? I don't know. So I can just stop worrying about it altogether and just flow with it. I am humbled by the flow, I tell you. I really am. <laughs> it humbles me again and again.
1: <laughs> well, when you can set things, when you can just set it down and... and Really believe that what is happening is meant for you, you know, and what you want, and that you can live a life that you really want. It's possible for everybody. When you actually (coughs) believe it, you can put everything down. You can stop forcing. You can stop searching. It's already here, it's there.
0: We get quite full of ourselves, don't we? We get so hyped up. How dare, how could that possibly happen to me? How could that person cut me off like that? In the, re- I don't know. It just happened. It's fine. You're fine. Your soul is safe. No matter what happens, your soul is safe. I just keep going back to that because it's one of the like biggest realizations I've had recently. Is like, oh, my soul is safe. I think it came up in the class it came up in our yoga class it was one of those questions what makes you feel safe mm. and i responded oh knowing that my soul is safe that's it it's not anything it's that knowledge that inner knowledge right that sensation that
1: that you trust in the flow Yeah, because everything is an inside job. We're led to believe that we have to search externally for another person will make you happy when I get this thing, then I'll be happy when, you know, when I get the promotion or when we get the bigger house, when we get this, when we get when we go on this huge holiday, when we whatever, it's always searching. And you the truth is, you have it in you right now in this very moment, you have joy in you. You have love in you. (laughs) You are everything. You have everything. It's already here. If you're in that space where you're like, I want to connect with people, but I just, you know, don't seem to be able to connect. It's because you're disconnected from yourself. You're disassociated from everything to do with you. You need to come home to yourself first. It's like what you were saying earlier. You know, that that's what it is. You can't heal the illness you can't you know all the herbs in the world aren't going to help you if you're disconnected from yourself if your body is dysregulated if your body doesn't feel safe Mm -hmm. and that's what we we do need to learn is that we have to make ourselves feel safe and loved and warm and cozy and all those things it's like build a home with within yourself first Mm -hmm. before you can invite anybody else in Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't be a good friend. You can't Mm -hmm. be a good parent. You can't be a good partner, a daughter, son, whatever it is. You can't be if you're not okay in here. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How can you offer love to someone else when you loathe yourself? And I think that's such a huge thing. And then we
0: put it on the other person. Now it's the other person's responsibility. And the other person probably doesn't love themselves either. Oh dear. <laughs> like it's, yeah. And it's it's really complicated. I mean, wow, think I I did that with Violet. I mean, I did that. Once Violet finishes her treatment, once this is all, you know, done and over and we can move on. Yeah. And then she didn't make it. And now what? It was, it's so confusing. Now what? Well, it turns out none of the shit mattered. <laughs> so much, so much of the stress doesn't matter. It doesn't work for everybody. We're not all meant to do things the same way. We're not all meant to sleep the same way. Nothing We each have our own little bits and it's really up to us to figure out what they look like and, and how they, you know, how you show up in the world is, is up to you. And so, but yeah, I mean, everything you just said, but then when you have a sick, no, now, now is your moment to be living your best life. Right now is the, today is the day to put on that dress, that watch, whatever you might lose it might get a stain good i bet you super enjoyed it though in the process while you were wearing it it's totally fine it would have happened on any other occasion <laughs> it's it's not like there's there we have we restrict ourselves so much we have all these little restrictions around us and they're they're just exhausting is what they are and that was the biggest thing i found um after violet passed away is because nothing mattered. So hearing people's conversations or anything was just like, nothing matters. What are you talking about? That doesn't matter. I know that doesn't matter. (laughs) So it was, I had to like rebuild what does matter. And that's an individual
1: thing. And that kind of, goes back to what i was saying about becoming a detective of yourself of yourself because how do you know how what you like if, if nobody if can tell you've you s- you've spent your life and we all do and this is how i feel personally trying to be liked by everybody and please everybody so that they do like you and i remember when i when i started going through this process and after after my separation after um, all the all the things that happened, I was like, "Actually, who am I?
0: Yeah. What
1: what is my favorite color? Yeah. What is my favorite food? That happened to me when I was to Do I, I, I really like? Because you, you, I don't know. It we're, we're all you know we're all going out there. We're a little bit lost, and you have to investigate. And all those things for me came with the figuring out. Figuring out who I was and what I what I want. And, and as we grow every day and we change, that changes all the time. Your wants, your desires, your needs. There, it's a constant flow. But I'm sitting down going, I actually don't know anything about myself. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've been on this earth nearly 40 years and I don't know what my favorite color is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's insane. It is. Because we... You know we've been you you're living this life based on what you think somebody else in here in your wants head. or sees you know yeah it's it's like, oh, it's time to put this stuff down, and it's okay not to, to it's okay to figure out what you want and not care what anybody else actually thinks about that Mhm, yeah, authenticity is everything.
0: It's everything. It's, um, you know, that's another reason I didn't want to run a yoga studio, because I don't want to tell people what or how to do it. I wanted people to come in with, uh, well, I teach Pilates, but I like to do this with it. I don't know. It's just my own. That's the one. That's the one you're supposed to be doing. And there's a crowd for it. If you're teaching exactly the way somebody else is or exactly what somebody else, there's not really a space. I mean, unless you're doing like very specific, like lineage, you know what I mean? Like lineages or very specific type of yoga. Like if you're doing mm-hmm. Ashtanga, then you're going to set to a you know certain sequence and such. Um, But if that's not what you feel like doing, if that's not what's coming through you, then you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing whatever it is that's coming through you because... That way, your students, your people can find you. Otherwise, they can't find you. There's all these people out there now that don't have a yoga teacher because you're not teaching the way you're supposed to be teaching, like the way it's coming through you. That's, you know, just again, we grow like we're all around each other for a reason. There's no mistake, especially when you start, you start dropping the act and you start moving into your authentic self. That happens. And it's not, and it's not always that, you know, people, you know, maybe they don't like you anymore or whatever, you're this or that. It's, you didn't necessarily
1: upset them. It just doesn't, doesn't vibe anymore. And that's okay. It's not a, it's um, a big thing, kind of a little, it's a little bit of a, a bitter pill to swallow is that Ooh, yeah. people fall away, things fall away, when you start to really figure out who you are and what you want, you start to lose things. And that's one for me, it's one of the toughest parts of it. But, you you know, it's a necessary. It is. Because not not everybody is supposed to be with you forever. No, I remember hearing this and I was, you know, friends or relationships, whatever, it's for a season, a reason or a lifetime. People come in and out of your life all the time to teach you lessons.
0: Yeah. And you teach
1: them lessons.
0: And um, and that's it. And when we're around, we're around each other and we're not. It's okay. There's there shouldn't be any pressure. You know, No, there shouldn't be any pressure as long as you're just being honest. (laughs) Like it's not. Yeah. But it's really hard. I, yeah, this, so I created that space for myself. And then when I was in the middle of it, check this. So I'm in the middle of realizing that I've no community around me and I'm throwing a tantrum about it. And then it takes me a few days, but then I'm like, I, I realized, oh, I did this. <laughs> this was my doing. I created space. Yay me. With, with no conflict, actually, it just kind of happened, you know, I created the space. I needed.
1: I did this. Yeah, the things generally not, they it naturally
0: falls away. It's not all this. I'm not likable <laughs> nonsense that I started. Kind of, I started putting myself through this, knowing what I would. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I did this, and then once I came to it, I was like, oh, you know, nobody likes it. Well, no. The ego. The ego comes it's the back ego in always you know? to test you. Yeah. You know, when I started doing, when I did my yoga teacher training um, in 2009, I was going through all of these things and when the philosophy of yoga, it really hit me. I not only understood we are one or no man, right? No man. I felt it. I felt it in my body. I, I had reached this place where that was there. And then I lost it. I completely lost it. I married Kevin. I moved to Brussels. like, And I just, I don't know. I lost it completely. And I didn't realize it again until after Violet passed away. Oh, I had grasped that. And then I lost it again because it wasn't time. You know, I had to, I still had all these other things that I needed to go through. Or maybe I just didn't grasp on tight enough and didn't go down that. It doesn't matter. No. Here we are. <laughs> I understand that now again in that same way. And I didn't realize that I ever dropped it to begin with until I came back to it. And I was like, and I feel it now. And, but yeah, but. <laughs> It's just waves and going up and down and the different experiences that you need and just the way things work, the flow, the flow of things, you know, it doesn't too- mean nothing bad is ever going to happen to you again or oh, whatever. No, and there's no I'm, labels.
1: I think that's that's a, f- a kind of a a false tale with, yeah. you know, with with healing stuff or whatever that once I do this, no i but I always say that pain in life is inevitable. It doesn't matter. The lessons are going to come. We have to go through stuff. There's no growth in comfort. Mm-hmm. Being in your comfort zone all the time, you're never going to. You're not going to grow. You're not going to up level you. You you want even though they're hard, you want these things to, to be happening mm-hmm. so that you can take your next step, become the next better version of you find your next tribe, find more connections, feel more, find more teachers, find love, find joy in the beauty of the trees and the everyday and things that you didn't see before. You want to be able to see them. Yeah. You want, we want these things. It's, I suppose, again, it's the ego that and that is, the ego is there for a reason. It's to keep us safe, for us to think that we're safe. So the ego, we talk about it, and I think it's always in a really bad light, but the ego is not a bad thing. It no. needs to be there. Yeah. It's, um. how can Batman be Batman without the Joker? <laughs> Batman is no one without the Joker. You need that ego there for testing you and checking if you really want Something. So when when things happen and the lessons are coming, it's a it's a way of asking. It's like, okay, well, you say you want to do this or be this or move this way. Do you really? Here's a little test. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the way the way that it, it for me. That's the consistency of life. That's you know, how is. it. Yeah, that's how it balances out for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without darkness there can't be light no there can't it's polarity there has to be we can't you can't have one without the other that's how it is that's how it is on earth that's the
0: experience that we're supposed to have is the yin yang that you know light and dark and the ego the ego's not real (laughs) it's not real um it's just yeah it's it's uh it's an illusion really i it just is it's not real and nothing that it presents to you is real because it's not coming from the place that you're meant to be now we do need it that's it's it does provide guidance right it totally does um but um trust can't be placed on it right like you can't run off with the ego because it's it's made up of so many things it's made up of so many things and a lot of them aren't real or even relevant right
1: and they're not yours they're not yours they're your parents your grandparents your caregivers people around you when you were young that's where all that the conditioning and the the patterns that's where that came from so that's what you're yeah so it's not true. Yeah, and the ego, because the
0: ego is the opposite, right? As like your spirit, it's the opposite. It's meant to be like the dark and the light. The ego is constantly going to test. It's It thinks that it's number one, that it's the choice, that it's the the reason, right? And then so does the spirit. The ego doesn't know that it's not, that the spirit is the point. But you need all of this other. You need you know, like some, some balance, I guess, to work, to work things out. I don't know why it doesn't even matter. (laughs) It doesn't even matter. The point is, is that the ego is not real. And the things that it presents you, they're just, they're like tests. They're like challenges, these little tests that it likes to put you through. And, you know, I have a song that I like to sing. Um, I, I play the piano and I, I'll play, do you remember Fiona Apple? no no the song shadow boxer oh yes that's my song to my ego so when i notice my ego i'll sit in front of the piano and sing shadow boxer (laughs) to it like i see you
1: (laughs) i see you yeah that's part of it too is you have to acknowledge it oh yeah you have to see
0: your tendencies Mm. and so then when they show up you can be like oh yeah i do that sometimes Because again,
1: don't feel guilty about that. You
0: can't feel guilty. You can't beat yourself up about it. You know, you can. It's hard though. It's a hard, it's a balancing act. And so having a space, a safe space to go to, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. To have a safe space that you can go to, that you can just figure it all out, that's a big deal. And I, I, you know, I love that about Violet Sky. Actually, during the holidays are really difficult. Holidays are so hard. Like starting before the other Muertos Day of the Dead, it's it, I start to kind of go into maybe like a bubble or something. I'm not sure what it is, Um but I realized where was I going with this? I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what were we okay. talking about?
0: You were saying it's really oh, hard violet during sky the holidays. During the holidays, so. I had to go open the studio I have to open and close the studio for the facilitators and I had been crying for days and I was crying on my way there and it occurred to me that wow I built a space where you can show up like that I did it that 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 was that was it that's the point is to have a space that's just safe where you can just show up like the way you are any way you are um and you're going to find you know your 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 crew your tribe um and i i showed up like that and i i felt so happy that i could do that i didn't feel the need to like oh you know fix my face up or i just showed up crying open the door <laughs> crying and the facilitator, you know, gave me a hug and she was like, you know, this or that. And that's it. I mean, it's fine. That's lovely. Just we all to- deserve that. We all deserve that. Everybody does. We're all love bombs. You just have to be your own love bomb. Like you just have to be the love bomb. And then it just, it just spreads. Watch it spread.
1: <laughs> uh- Thank you so much, Andrea. This was just like a meal for the soul. Oh, just thank just you. to be able to sit and just see where a conversation takes you and for so much wholesomeness to come from it. And thank you for being so open and vulnerable because that's what we need. And I appreciate you so much for... Again, inviting me into your lovely home for sitting with me, for being so open and honest, because I know that the people who need this will find it and they'll find you. And I'm very, very grateful. So tell everybody how they can follow you, find you, find Violet Sky where it is what's your online presence and then I'll put it all in the show notes as well so just tell everybody
0: yeah so I'm on Instagram at the moment it's Violet Sky uh, underscore Dublin and um I have a website that's making its way um Violet Sky Community dot com um and yeah I mean all my information is on Instagram or on Google so I'm pretty easy to find.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you again so much for just being you, being authentic. And um, I hope you'll come back again. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um,
0: I'm so happy to share what I've been through and what's helped, if it can serve to help somebody else on their route. Um, So, yeah,
1: I'm there. That's the whole point. (laughs) Thank you. Wow, that was a beautiful conversation. I am still feeling the incredible energy from being in Andrea's presence and taking in all that I learned from spending this time with her. She is special beyond measure, and I am so grateful for her openness and unapologetic authenticity. Here are some of the main insights from today's episode with Andrea. Grief looks different on everybody and it's something you have to process yourself. Nobody can give the solution to you. It's yours to find in your own way and in your own time. Today is the day to put that dress on, to wear that watch. Enjoy it all now. Today is the day. And remember, no matter what happens, your soul is always safe. You can connect with Andrea and find out about all the classes and workshops coming up at Violet Sky through her Instagram at Violet Sky underscore Dublin. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone, message them, email them or text them the link. Please share it on your social media and tag us at True Intention Podcast and Andrea at Violet Sky underscore Dublin. I'm sure she would love to see it. Follow, subscribe and review the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen because it really does help us so much. Reviews allow for others to find the podcast too. I want to thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute world to me. I will talk to you very soon.